The Awareness Revolution Podcast, where we bring you alternative views on big topics that affect just about everyone. If you want to improve your life and change the world, then stay tuned. You'll hear cutting-edge health, financial, and personal development strategies from a revolutionary perspective. Warning. Listening may take you outside your comfort zone, separate you from the pack, and change the way you see the world. Here's your host. Jeremy Kinney. Hey everyone, thank you so much for checking out my podcast. I'm excited for you to listen to my first episode. This episode is based on Gifts from Nature, which is my ebook. That ebook was based on a manual that I used for a seminar that I gave here in Orlando. The ebook lists the four keys of natural health, and these four keys are truly gifts from nature. They are soil, water, air, and the sun. And the beautiful thing about this is nature doesn't charge us for any of them. See, there's nothing wrong with paying for things that will bring you good health, but luckily, nature doesn't. And instead, We've got all these different companies and gurus always trying to sell us on certain things. And, you know, there's always a product. And one of the big objections that I hear all the time is that people can't afford to eat healthy. Well, that was one of the main reasons why I made this seminar and the ebook is because I wanted to dispel that myth. Everyone can improve their health no matter what your budget is. So most of the things in that ebook, Gifts from Nature, and in this podcast are going to be things that you can apply to your lifestyle and that won't cost you anything. So that's what's so great about it. Of course, all of the alternative versions that were sold are artificial and therefore inferior. Even though nature's gifts are free, doesn't mean that their impact is small. Their impact can really make a big difference in your health. And this is something that can change the health of people all over the world because we all have access to these things if only we know about them. But because there's no money in promoting them because you can't charge for these things that nature provides for free, there's not many people in your ear telling you about them all the time. You know, we've got the food industry creating this food pyramid that they they teach in the schools, and that's where people get their education from. We think we've got to eat all these grains, and it's not true. So what I did is I made my first four podcast episodes based on the four keys to natural health. This one is going to be the soil, which is going to have two main parts. One of them is the earthing slash grounding aspect, and the other one is the actual soil, which is where we get our food from. And for those of you tuning in, listening to the audio, I want to let you know that we have a video podcast also on iTunes. So I'll be going through the PDF of the ebook on these first four podcasts as I'm talking. So that way you can see the inside of the ebook, maybe see some of the words and stuff like that, and get a visual for the content as well. So if you're able to, you might want to check that out. 
But before we dive right in and get into the content, I want to tell you about this amazing water filter. And that's because everyone asks me what kind of water I drink, especially after they find out how passionate I am about water. A lot of people are drinking filtered water or drinking bottled water and they're thinking that it's healthy and it's not. So listen up. Did you know that most filtered water and bottled water is bad for you? Though filtration takes out most of the bad stuff, it takes out the beneficial minerals too which leaves you with destructured water that's dead. Plastic bottles leach chemicals into the water, but I'm going to tell you about the best water filtration system that I have found. I drink it every day. It's called Miracule Water. It's an advanced reverse osmosis system with a few extra stages in the process that vortexes the water to restructure it and bring it back to life. Instead of just wasting water like typical reverse osmosis systems do, Miracle Water concentrates the Ormus from gallons of water to produce the best water you can get from your tap. It even adds magnesium to it too. This thing is in a league of its own. To learn more about this cutting edge technology that almost no one is aware of, visit MiracleWater.com. That's M-I-R-A-C-U-L-E Water.com. Today's element, we're going to start off with the soil. The soil is so important because it is where we get our food from. Even if we're eating animals, our animals typically get their food from either plants or other animals that eat plants. So soil health is extremely important and we've reached a weird point in history where it's just undervalued. You know, I mean, it's not really a popular topic to talk about at the bars. You know, people don't sit there and, you know, explain how concerned they are for the erosion of the topsoil, you know, how concerned they are for the lack of minerals in the in the soil. You know, we eat these plants and, and we don't know what kind of soil that it's in or, you know, all these other issues, GMOs and stuff like that regarding soil health. And... Soil health is directly related to our health. And obviously, soil health is the health of the planet. And we are organisms that rely on the earth for our food and to live on. The earth is our host. And I guess we have a symbiotic relationship with it, but it's more like a parasitic relationship because we are just polluting the earth, destroying it, exploiting it, and um, this all needs to be turned around, and that's a big part of what the Uranus Revolution is about. So it just so happens that the soil not only is, is not only food for the plants, but it's a great energy source for us as well. So... What has been recently discovered is that the soil, basically the ground, has an infinite supply of electrons. Touching the ground, or even trees that are attached to the ground that conducts the Earth's energy, gives you basically an infinite supply of antioxidants. That means you can get antioxidants for free Anywhere that you are, as long as you can touch the ground or a tree. That's amazing. Just that one tip alone 
is worth buying the whole book. You know, the ebook is only five dollars. So, you know, just by knowing about this discovery, you can access an infinite supply of antioxidants anywhere in the world just by simply touching the ground. Now, if this hasn't already sparked your interest, you know, this may not even be the right podcast for you, but this is an extremely remarkable discovery and still very unknown. And the simplicity of it, so simple, but yet, uh, you know, so profound. And we're going to get more into that. So it just so happens that on the bottom of our feet is an acupuncture point known as the K1, which the K stands for kidney, the kidney one. And it's the first point on the meridian system. And that point is very electrically conductive. It actually seems to be perfectly placed right there on the foot. So that way the foot can absorb the earth's energy. So what happens is the K1 point channels the energy that goes to it from the ground into the other meridians. So the K1 point is like an input, like uh, you plug a USB drive into a computer, and then from that input it's able to disperse the energy throughout the body. Now, you know, it helps to know a little bit of background on acupuncture you know basically the meridian system is kind of like how we picture blood vessels transporting blood throughout the body and stuff like that the acupuncture system is based on the meridians which are invisible tunnels channels like blood vessels but instead of transporting blood they transport chi and basically the chi helps move the blood and stuff like that there's a very complex system uh you don't need to know the complex system uh in chinese medicine but it is interesting to know that the k1 is located right there it's very electrically conductive so it can easily pick up the earth's energy and send it throughout the body so wow there we go you know, here we are, this close to Earth. We basically all live on it, you know. I mean, the farther someone is away is in an apartment building or something, in a skyscraper. And, you know, the further that you get away from the Earth, the higher the EMFs will be. There is an electrical charge, and you can actually measure it with a simple... Um, electronic voltage meter and the higher you go from the ground the higher the electricity is so it's not good to be living really up high we want to be down low and it's shocking to think that you know there's millions and billions of people living on this earth and at least most of us in the US even though we are this close to the ground it's really rare that we actually touch it. And by simply touching the earth, we can get all kinds of health benefits that may just actually be the solution to your problem. It's very good for pain. And, you know, it may become shocking to find out that, you know, the solution is as simple as just putting your foot on the ground. The solution may just be right under your feet. But because we don't usually go barefoot 
on the earth, we don't get that connection. See, we have what's called a shoe problem. There's a shoe disconnect. The shoe disconnects us from the earth's energy. The shoe insulates us. So the energy cannot be conducted through the shoe. So we might be two inches from the ground, but because we're wearing shoes, we're not getting that energy. It's like it's almost the shoes like purposely put there to disconnect us from this healing energy. And this has always been important throughout history. But as you're going to see here in a few minutes, it's even more important to ground now than it ever has before been before. And that's because, well, for one, you know, we're grounded a lot less often than we used to be in the past. You know, even like the Native Americans, they probably use moccasins and real natural materials, leather, that would still conduct the Earth's energy, even though they wore shoes. You know, they weren't getting Nikes that were made in factories over in another country. So, you know, but not only do we need to ground more because we're grounding less, but also grounding, it's very anti-inflammatory and it also protects us from EMFs. Now, EMFs weren't a big deal even just a few decades ago. We didn't have Wi-Fi everywhere, but now we do. Even if you don't have Wi-Fi in your home, you probably are getting Wi-Fi signals from your neighbors. So is really unavoidable and our houses are disconnected from the earth when we leave our houses we're usually wearing shoes so we're pretty much always disconnected so we need to reconnect with the earth to build that and to connect to protect ourselves from the emfs and it also helps reestablish our connection with our circadian rhythm since it isn't practical to be touching the ground all the time Technology has brought us a new invention. Clint Ober has invented what he calls grounding technology. And he wrote a book about earthing called Earthing. It's a good book book with uh, checking out. And if you get some of uh, Clint Ober's products like the grounding sheets that just go right over top of your mattress, a lot of times they'll throw in the earthing book, which shows you a lot of the science and studies behind it. But again, you don't need that. You just need to do it. And what happens is you, you hook up these grounding products to either the third prong in your electrical outlet or you run a wire that goes straight into the ground. And then it conducts the Earth's energy through the wire to the sheet and then the sheet is threaded with all kinds of conducting materials that allow you to get the Earth's energy while you're sleeping in your bed. So literally, you're getting healthier as you sleep. You're you're protected from EMFs and you just have that earth energy surrounding you, you know, instead of you just being in this invisible soup of invisible EMFs and other things that uh that can destroy your health really. A lot of people are sensitive to it you know most people don't feel the difference but it does affect everyone the emfs basically interfere with cellular to cellular communication it's kind of like two people sitting there trying to talk at a really loud club you know there's a lot of noise in the background so that's what happens when we are living in this um, age of all these electronics everywhere and the springs in your bed they conduct these emfs 
and just magnify it all underneath your bed where you sleep. A lot of times you're sleeping next to your phone or your laptop that's plugged in. Maybe an electrical outlet. Maybe you have smart meters on the other side of the the um, the wall or something. And yeah, I mean, we don't realize how much we're being bombarded with these things. And just as one problem is created, someone comes up with a solution to balance that out. And this is a great solution. Now, just as a little caveat, the sheets don't last forever. You know, they'll last a year or two or whatever, depending on how many times you wash them. And they do have other products. And if you're interested in checking those out, I will leave a link to where you can find these earthing products uh, in the show notes, which is going to be the Awareness Revolution forward slash one. And that's how we're going to number the shows from here on out. So you can easily just go to that URL, theawarenessrevolution.com forward slash one, and the next one will be two. And then you can stay tuned with our podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a review. You know, if you're listening on Facebook or, uh, you know, YouTube, please like it. Like the content. If you do like it, share it. Let's get the word out because this is great information that um, everyone can benefit from. All right, so we're still on soil. Now we are going to move on to uh, food. We've already covered the earthing aspect of soil but now we're going to talk a little bit about food because food does come from the soil and basically that becomes our body we are what we eat so we basically are products of you know what is in the ground so we want the ground to be mineral rich so the plants that we eat are mineral rich so that way we are mineral rich because um, I, I mean as a lot of these people, like the the guy that wrote Dead Doctors Don't Lie, a lot of these people, they come to the conclusion of uh, it all coming down to a mineral deficiency. Um, how much uh, of that is true is still debatable, but there certainly is something to it. Uh, it's, 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 there is no doubt that minerals are essential to health, and there's no doubt that our soil is now lacking in minerals due to the agricultural practices. So a lot of this comes down to the business of agriculture. It's great because it's allowed us to be able to feed a lot of people. So we've got a high quantity of food, but not necessarily high quality. And Because when you go to the store, you don't see uh, different grades of food. You know, We're just now getting organic food, but that's all you get. You get either organic or conventional. There's no mention of the mineral content. There's no mention of the soil. There's no mention of um, details like that. You just got to kind of put some blind faith into wherever you're buying it. Hopefully you're buying it from a local co-op or a farmer's market where you can talk to the people and you know that they're, they're uh, taking care of it. But that's usually not the case. So while agriculture has brought us a lot of benefits throughout the years, it doesn't come without its pitfalls. So, you know, one of the things to think about with agriculture is, you know, it's a business. And not everyone in business is looking out for your best health. In fact, that's not their job. Their job is to make money. And it's your job to look out for your own health. So what you have to do is you have to be smart about the way that you eat, the way that you shop, and just the way that you spend your time in general. 
Because agriculture, you know, they're just going to meet a demand. They're going to provide a supply for the demand. And until everyone is demanding high-quality food, people are going to do shortcuts in order to get their food competitive with everyone else. And we can't tell the mineral content by looking at an apple or something. But there is technology now. Now we have bricks meters that you can get and you can get a pretty good idea of the quality of produce. So luckily technology is helping us in that way. But again, that's still pretty pretty far advanced. Most people aren't doing that. And, you know, when people are in the business of making food, they want to make food that is going to sell. So they want food that's pretty. They want food that is uh, that has uh, shelf life and um, things like that. And it's just got to make sense, you know. So some of the problems with agriculture is that um, plants are bred over time for sweetness because people like things that taste sweet. See, in nature, what happens is the plants will develop alkaloids and the alkaloids keep uh, the, the animals that are going to eat them, they keep them kind of in check because animals won't eat too much of the same food. And that keeps the animals from eating all of the plant and making the plant basically go extinct, at least in that area. So what happens is uh, when people eat that, they can only eat so much as well. And eventually, you know, if you eat it every day, like we do a lot of the main foods that we do, you know, we're going to start to get some sort of reaction. Our body's going to start steering us away. Well, that's not very good if you're in the business of selling um you know, a, a, a plant, and it has stuff in it that makes your customers not want to eat it regularly. So um, it makes sense for the business to breed the plants that, uh, you know, breed the plants in such a way that remove these alkaloids and other substances. And it makes sense for the people because the people want good tasting food and they don't realize that um, maybe this plant has been bred for more sugar and therefore is less healthy. So, you know, when you eat these plants with the alkaloids in them, you're going to have a stronger immune system because these alkaloids basically act as the plant's immune system. Another discovery is the salvestrols that are found in food. And this is a recent discovery. What salvestrols are, are basically really, really um, healthy substances in plants and what they found is that the plant produces them because they're trying to protect themselves from pests particularly fungus so it's also like the immune system for the plant what that means is if you are growing the plant in a place that doesn't have a lot of these pests like fungus because you're using fungicides and other pesticides then the plant doesn't have to develop them. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of given a crutch because it doesn't have to, it doesn't. And then these salvestrols, when produced, when you eat them, you take on the immune benefits. So this is one of the unknown things about the organic food that, you know, people are missing. You know, they're, they're, they're forgetting that or they don't know that these salvestrols even exist and if you're if you're eating conventional produce that didn't have this diversity in the ecosystem, because in nature there's all kinds of different things. It's not just monocrops. There's all kinds of different plants and um, 
predators and pests and, and beneficial pests that all form together to form this ecosystem. That's how it's done in nature. And when you grow plants in a way that is different from that, you know, you have repercussions that we're still figuring out. So, you know, there's a bunch of other drawbacks with agriculture, too. Um, you know, modern agriculture does deplete the soil. Our soil is um, t eroded. Its minerals are way less. And therefore, you know, we're not going to be as healthy. It's harder to be healthy when the healthy food in the stores, which is the produce, isn't as healthy as it could be. Not only is the food bred differently, you know, over time, they've, they've bred these foods to contain more and more sugar, but also, you know, we're, we're, we're spraying them with pesticides, they're not, they're not fighting the fungus, so they're not developing the salvestrols, and all these different things, you know. It just gets worse from there. See, what happens is when the farmers pick the produce, you know, it has to travel sometimes a thousand miles or even more to where it goes, you know, where it ends up in your store, and then you buy it, you take it home, you put it down in the fridge until it's getting ready to go bad. You see it's starting to go bad, and you're like, oh, I better eat this. So you're eating the food just before it goes bad. You know, this food had a lot of life force when it was living, and as soon as you pick it, it starts losing its life force. So if you're waiting till it's almost bad, you're waiting till it has almost no life force left. Almost just barely enough life force to keep it alive. And then you're eating it then. So that's one of the problems with the agriculture. By the time, you know, you ship it and you sell it and the person eats it, you know, that's a long time. It's not fresh anymore. Another problem with that is the plants oftentimes aren't picked at ripe uh at peak ripeness so you know when plants become ripe they usually taste better and they do that you know so that way you know when to eat them they reward you for for paying attention enough to realize when to pick this fruit or whatever so uh, another thing that happens is the nutritional content is also higher when the fruit is ripe and that's another way of rewarding you. But that's not always practical on a large scale. You know, when they're ready to harvest the pineapples or whatever, they're harvesting them. If they're not ripe, they're not ripe. They're close enough. And, you know, the tomatoes are also notorious for this. They spray them with ethylene gas after they arrive where they're going. They pick them unripe and they spray them to help them ripen. And, you know, they're not ripening naturally. So, you know, this brilliant system of agriculture is only brilliant until we reach a certain level of consciousness and we start to realize, wait a minute, there are some problems with agriculture. And that's why the farmer's markets and the the uh, permaculture movement and stuff is getting bigger and bigger. Grow food, not lawns. People are realizing that we need to grow more food, food fresh, and not these big agricultural companies making all of our food for us. You know, an another problem with big agriculture is that there's just not the minerals in the food. So, you know, I've already mentioned that. But, um, you know, another problem is you don't know what's on there. The pesticides can harm the environment and you, the human that eats it. And you don't know how much pesticides have been used. Um, you know, you just got to take the person's word for it.
But not only that, you know, there's uh, other things on, on food too, you know, wax coatings on the outside to make it, uh, to keep it looking good and stuff like that. There's all kinds of things to be concerned with that just come along with the modern day agriculture. But what we're living in is basically a new era of fake food. Most of the foods on the standard American diet aren't even foods at all. Most of the things I grew up eating as a kid isn't even food. And yeah, it was quite a shock to figure that out. And I'm sure uh, most of you listening probably already realize that. Maybe that's why you're listening. And if so, then you're you're in the right place because um, we're going to have a lot of great information coming to you uh, as we keep on moving forward. And um, yeah, so so stay tuned. So one of the best things that you can do to change your diet and to eat better food is to just buy organic food. And when I say organic food, I don't mean organic junk food, organic cookies, chips, soda, stuff like that. I mean, it's a step up. It's better than buying the GMO stuff. But it's still not all the way there. And, you know, even when you are buying organic produce, for the reasons I mentioned before, it's still not good enough. Because, you know, if you're buying it in the store, it's probably mineral rich. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, it's probably... Um, low in minerals, it's not fresh, all these other things. So you at least have to buy organic food, preferably organic produce, um, high quality food. But if you want to take it the next step further, is you grow your own food. See, growing your own food gives you lots of different advantages. One is you have control over these things that you don't have control over when you're buying food from Big Pharma. So, for instance, the low minerals in the soil, well, you have control of that when you grow your own food. You can make sure that you have a lot of minerals in there. You can put rock dust powders and other types of things that you can do to add minerals to the soil. Instead of picking it when it's unripe for business purposes, you can wait until that tomato is perfectly ripe out there in your garden, pick it, eat it fresh, and instead of eating it, you know, a week or two after it was picked, you're eating it within seconds after it picked after it's picked. Totally different ball game. And that's where we really start to get to health. Is when you're eating real food fresh from the plant and um consistently, not one time, but over the course of a long long time. Growing your food also have some other benefits. Um, they're, you know, just by the fact of being outside in the garden, you're going to be exposed to the other elements of nature. So you're going to be exposed to fresh air and sunshine. So it's going to provide benefits just in itself. You know, growing your own food, uh, you get the soil under your, um, under your fingernails. And there's been new studies coming out that are showing that the bacteria in the soil actually, uh, help your body produce neurotransmitters like serotonin which help boost your mood so being out in the sun growing your own food the sun has been shown to elevate your mood the soil from the bacteria um, or the bacteria from the soil also help elevate your mood so you know gardening is like a good form of meditation you're out there in nature you know you're putting all this life and energy into this other life form and then when you eat it you get to take in that life that you just created it's a really good process that uh, unfortunately 
too many people are disconnected from. You know, one of the good things that uh, was brought to my attention um, about growing your own food and just eating food that's from outside is elevated biotics. Now, the medical medium um, talks about this. He came up with that term and says that the only probiotics that can survive all the way through your your um, stomach and get all the way to the end of your GI tract into the ileum are these what he calls elevated biotics. And these are the probiotics that are on plants that are out there in nature. And because they're exposed to the wind and, and rain and all these different natural elements, they're pretty strong. And they're able to get into this small little part that's at the end of your GI tract and um, actually produce B12. He says it's the only probiotics that can produce B12 in your body. So by growing your own food, eating them from the garden, you're going to get access to these elevated biotics. Really, really powerful. All right, so now that you know, you should be eating organic food and maybe growing your own food, going to farmer's markets and stuff like that. We've got to cover what you should eat. Now, I'm not going to tell you what you should eat, but I'm going to go over some of the foods that I eat and, you know, maybe you'll want to eat them too. You know, the thing is, is there's probably a lot of foods that you like that you don't even know about because you never tried them. So, you know, I just encourage you to try new foods. And I'm just going to give you some ideas. And again, these are all in the book. And I'm going to, uh, in the book, I, I go through a little bit of um, basically what I think of when I think of these. Like, for instance, nuts. When I think of nuts, there are certain things I think of, Brazil nuts and selenium and so on. So I mentioned those things just to kind of um, put it out there. But I'll just go through a list real quick. Um, so some foods that you want to eat are fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, seaweeds, sprouts, and mushrooms. Uh, I know that's a mouthful. Uh, seaweeds may seem the weirdest, but uh, now that a lot of people are eating sushi, it's getting more and more common. People are starting to realize seaweeds are edible, and they're actually quite healthy. Meat and dairy. Now, this is... A controversial subject I'm not going to recommend you to do it or not to do it if um, you know if you've never eaten meat always been vegetarian maybe you should try some meat if you've always eaten meat never been vegetarian maybe you should be vegetarian you know a lot of it's gonna lie on what your ethics are where you where you put your morals you know but um you know, with I'm not going to get into morals. That's a totally different uh, talk. But uh, nature, um, meat and dairy, uh, is from nature to a pretty pretty uh, far extent, and people are eating and drinking it. So I'm just going to cover some basics real quick. With meat, you want to go with the natural meat. It's like everything else. You want to go with the most natural as possible. So what is natural meat? Well, meat. Uh, animals that are raised the way that they would be naturally or as close to it as possible. So a big problem in the meat industry is the factory farming. You know, they they confine these animals to sm such small cages and then they treat them inhumanely. And because people are disconnected from that, they don't see, um, they don't really see how the animals are treated. All they know is they get it on their sandwich at Burger King or something. So, you know, people are just in the dark. They don't know what's going on. 
but you know you want to put the life and energy into your food that you want put into you because that's essentially what happens you know you get the nutrition but on an energetic level you're also taking in that energy if that plant or animal lived a good life it's more likely to help you live a, a good life as opposed to if the plant or animal lived a bad life you know maybe just maybe so many of us are living in what could be considered hell on earth, you know, miserable, drama-seeking all the time, maybe because we're eating animals that um, live that kind of life, you know. Who knows, maybe one day we'll be able to figure that all out, but it's uh, certainly something interesting to think about. Um, so, as far as animals, you know, fish are great, but, uh, I mean, I, I personally never liked fish, just a preference. But they are great, but the problem now is that the oceans are so polluted with mercury because of the coal power plants and stuff like that. But you can still get some pretty clean fish. Some fish are cleaner than others. Some of them accumulate the toxins better than others. Some of them are able to detoxify the toxins more than others. Uh, some areas are more polluted than others. Obviously, you want to get wild fish. Um, some of the wild salmon fish are marketed as wild, and they're really GMO. That's another one of these scams that they've got going. Um, with beef, you want to get grass-fed. Not only grass-fed, but grass-finished. That's important, you know, because now people are catching on. Oh, okay, I want to eat the grass-fed beef. So these companies are always trying to stay one step ahead of people's consciousness and, and, and basically mislead them, deceive them. You know, so they're marketing their stuff as grass-fed because it maybe had a chance to eat some grass, but they're still feeding them GMO food at least at the end of their life. Maybe they're grass-fed early, and then at the end of their life, they give them some uh, whatever, some grains or something. So you want to eat some, some beef that is grass-fed and grass-finished. And um, As far as milk, you want to go with raw milk um, if you're going to drink it. Um, raw milk is a lot healthier. It's full of uh, probiotics. Um, you can culture it, make some kefir. Um, colostrum is uh, even healthier, uh, just a little bit, and it has a transfer factor to transfer the immune system, and the and the transfer factors do transfer from the cow to a human. They have figured that out. But you know, besides these uh, domesticated plants and animals, where it's really at is wild food. Now, the great thing about wild food is it's the best of all because it's the most natural. You know, plants have to be pretty tough, animals too, to live in the wild. And, you know, so if you eat those plants and animals, then you'll be tough as well. It's pretty simple, simple as that. So wild food is superior and best of all, it's free. Now, you know, you can learn to identify wild plants in your area. Maybe there's herbalists that give talks. Maybe there's videos online, books you can buy. In a food crisis, you know, if there's no food at the grocery store, <laughs> you know, be, being able to walk around and identify edible plants will become a life-saving skill. So do it right now while it's um, fun. Do it for fun. And, you know, teach your kids. And one day it may, may save your whole bloodline, your whole lineage, your whole family. Um, you never know, but it's an important skill. It's something that we, that we should do is be eating some wild plants. So um, I encourage you to look at it. All right, now enter the superfood revolution.
Superfoods are the most nutrient-dense foods in the world. They come from all all corners of the world, and you know they just pack the most punch. You see, the problem with the American diet is we eat a lot of food with a little bit of nutrition. Superfoods are the opposite. They're a little bit of food with a lot of nutrition. So David Wolf wrote a book, Superfoods. Uh, he listed his top 15 foods in there, and um, I I you know trust his judgment, and I can pretty much say that these 15 foods are really good, really good foods. So I've been eating them for a while now and haven't had a problem, uh, have nothing but good to say about it. And I've listed them in my book. Um, if uh, you're interested in learning more, I'll put a link to my, uh, I, I wrote a blog post where I, I talk about the superfoods, a little bit about them um, and where to get them, you know, because there's all different types, there's different forms, there's uh, um, different places to buy them, different brands and stuff like that. So I, I, I have some links of some products that if I were to buy that superfood, that's what I would buy. Um, super herbs are basically the same thing, but instead of food, they are herbs. They're more medicinal. They're your medicine as opposed to your food. They're also important in this day and age where people are sicker than ever before. We're, we're being um, subjected to so much uh, stress and so many different problems on the body. You know, the superfoods help balance that out and combat that. And a notable category of super herbs is the medicinal mushrooms. Medicinal mushrooms are herbs, but they're a, in a class of their own. The medicinal mushrooms generally grow on trees, but not always. Some of them, like the agaricus, blazii, grows on the ground. But most of them are tree mushrooms, and they're extremely safe. Uh, some of them don't even taste like mushrooms. Um, some of them don't even look like mushrooms. So even if you don't like mushrooms or... Um, something like that, then, you know, I would still check it out. I would still consider it. Even if you're, you're allergic, you know, I would uh, maybe try a little bit or something like that because this is definitely a group of herbs that you definitely want to check out. You definitely want to get these things in your body. You can buy them in capsule form. You can buy them in tincture form. You can buy them and you can make your own tinctures. You can grow them yourself at home, some of these um, species of them. So, yeah, and I also have a page that I will link to and this in the show notes that will take you to the page that I did on medicinal mushrooms. That pretty much sums up the basics of the soil as an element for natural health. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please share it, comment, and you know, feel free to let us know what you think. Let us know any way that we can improve. If you've got ideas for future shows. Also, feel free to let us know. Keep on learning. Keep on growing. And I just want to welcome you to the Awareness Revolution. Thanks for tuning in to the Awareness Revolution podcast. Be the change you wish to see in the world.